OU color analyst Teddy Lehman and Tyler McComas. Got a question or opinion? Hit the guys up at 405-651-3439. Or call the Riverwind Casino call-in line at 405-329-9000. Live from the Buffalo Wild Wings studios, it's The Rush with Teddy Lehman and Tyler McComas. Describe your perfect date. It's a tough one. <laughs> I'd have to say April 25th because it's not too hot, not too cold. All you need is a light jacket. <laughs> you told me before the show that uh, there's a movie quote coming up that I may or may not know. And I'm right, huh? Yeah, the only thing I could think of is like, uh, what is that movie? It's like in black and white. It's not Happyville. It's something like that. I don't. What, what's it from? It's not black and white. It's from the year two thousand. So you're a few years off on that one. Miss Congeniality. What you don't like Sandra uh, Bullock? Yeah. You got a Sandra Bullock issue or what? Unbelievable. Uh, no, no, no. I. I honestly don't. I think I've seen bits and pieces of that. I've probably seen the whole thing, but I don't remember. Easily, now, the, the most one I'm talking about was it was black and white, but then it like goes to color. It's not an old movie, but anyways, whatever. Uh, it's the perfect date. I agree. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, especially around here in uh, Norman, Oklahoma, or more Oklahoma, where you're at, it really is the perfect day, huh? Jeez. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Uh, Forty five and raining. No, no big deal. Not bad. It's uh, it's it's every other day around here right now. I think is uh is the weather pattern. Uh, so we'll make it through. Which, by the way, hanging out Brown O'Haver today. Um, you guys know this place. It's the public insurance firm that adjusts insurance claims for the insured, not the insurance company. If you've had a recent loss from fire, theft, tornado, or water, you got to give them a call. We'll learn more about what they've got going on as the show rolls on. I'll tell you what's funny, Tyler. You guys on that last segment were talking about, you know, the Trajan Bridges to Utah situation. He may Uh go there. And, like, things that if I would have told you years ago that you would – how about this one? Uh, Dylan Gabriel is going to be the quarterback at OU playing against UCF in a conference game. That's – to me, is maybe the craziest one of all. We never thought Dylan Gabriel would have been quarterback at Oklahoma, and we never thought we would be playing in a conference game against Central Florida. Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, definitely Central Florida. Are, are any of those less crazy than, oh my gosh, three five-star wide receivers? It might be the best wide receiver haul in recruiting history, and judging by the stars, it could be. And then now one is probably going to finish their career at Utah, one finished their career at Arkansas, and the other one's going to finish their career at Missouri. Three five-star wide receivers in the same class. Uh, two finished their career in the SEC, and the other one probably in the Pac-12. Who's at Missouri? And, well, Theo Weiss is at Missouri. Ah, yeah, 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 Jeez, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's right. Pleasantville, by the way, is the movie that you're talking about. We only had about 75 texts coming yeah, through What did I say, Happyville? Nice. <laughs> Happyville. No, I uh, and, and that's the thing, man. If in four years' time we have similar scenarios of whoa, 
you had a great wide receiver haul and they all ended up somewhere else. So like all these crazy things. Like that's probably not a good thing because I would imagine that if and when Brent Venables really gets this thing going, we're not going to be talking about a ton of portal players year in and year out. Like that's probably going to be the best. That that's probably going to be the best example of how Brent Venables views his program if OU is getting less and less portal players as the year goes on. Now, there's certain yeah. circumstances, right? When someone's so good that's in the portal, you got to take him. They're that type of player. But I, it just, it's not going to be a program that's built through the portal. I think he's made that pretty clear. Yeah, that's the hope, anyways. Um, I don't, I don't know. I don't. I really don't know what the future holds for the portal. Um, I, right now, it feels like any and everyone is perhaps at a risk of jumping into the portal at any time. Uh, so there's tons of movement. Everyone knows right now with what's going on at Colorado, um, you know, and, and they're not the only place. There's there's a bunch of teams that are having to recycle their their roster. I, I don't know if this is going to be the new pace, or if things at some point start to taper down a little bit you know there's always this but why would they because everyone theorizes that but like i i just i don't see any signs as to it moving in the other direction um i think the reason they would would be because conferences at some point get together and issue their own ruling on it on what they will allow and will not um right, right now there's if you talk to coaches I doubt there's any coach out there, aside from maybe someone who's – I think I think Dion is the perfect example of a, uh, a newcomer to coaching that is making – he just made his way up into Power 5 football. I would, I would bet if you ask anyone in established Power 5 football that's been around for a while, they absolutely detest the transfer portal. Oh, yeah, of course. I, I think it, it, my, I mean, a lot of coaches have been public about that, the coaches yeah. that have been around for quite some time. So they don't love it. It wouldn't shock me if at some point there started to be some pressure on putting in some, uh, you know, some stuff to maybe slow it down a little bit. But I, the, your point is correct, and – Hopefully you you can recruit good enough to where you don't have to do that. But, you know, it takes a long time to get there. I I say long time, a relative long time. It's almost an entire cycle, like probably three years, maybe four years before you get, you know, an entire uh, senior to freshman class of recruiting classes that you've put together. You've kind of got to – go that far deep into it before you know you may have to stop going with the transfer portal to supplement yeah maybe uh spring ball is officially over by the way right no more practices left with saturday saturday concluded spring ball for ou okay good uh sooner fans after what you saw saturday what's the best position group ou will have in 2023 Mm -hmm. that's on our uh, twitter page let's see what we got text line you can interact with this as well We've got a safety on here for best position yeah. group. We've got a linebacker on here. We've got safety on here. Here's another safety. Here's another linebacker. Here's safety or cheetah. Here's backers. Here's safety, and I don't think it's even close. Uh, safeties. It looks like safeties is getting the majority yeah. of the responses from our uh, 
from our Twitter page, like, yeah, that's OU's best position group. And it's hard to argue with that at this point. Right. Um, what would be your top three? Safety. Okay. My top three. Safety, quarterback, no particular order. And I think – I'm going to go with linebacker. I, I really want to go with running back. Like, I have high hopes for the running backs. There's just not a real – there's not a resume in there. And I think with the other three positions, I can point to, you know, at, at least one person in those position groups that have contributed at a pretty high level um, at this level. You know what I mean? So I can't do that just yet with running backs. That would be more of a hope thing. But I think right now I go quarterback, safety, and probably backer. I would only go backer if you're including Cheetah with and, linebacker. And that's kind of, yeah, yeah, that's kind of where I'm because at. Because if you're not including Cheetah with linebacker, I think that that becomes a stretch. But if you're including Cheetah, because, you know, I think Stutzman's going to have um, – I think he's going to have a really solid year. I think we're going to get, you know, I, we're probably going to start off with maybe what we would call below average Mike linebacker play. And by the end of the season, hopefully we're at or above average Mike linebacker play. And at Cheetah, I think we have a chance to maybe have the breakout defensive star of the conference. If. He continues to progress, Justin Harrington. Yeah. Long snapper so. is on the text line. Hey. Punter is on the text line. Kicker is on the text line. Those were our first three responses. So Nice. Uh, best special teams group ever uh, is what it sounds like. The O-line needs a very strong summer with Schmitty. Agree. Running back is on here. Safety, running back, and defensive line uh, is a texture from the 918s. Uh, they're top three. I would – you know, I would say defensive end is really strong, and maybe like I would probably go. I go safety, maybe edge, and probably quarterback. I guess because you just you got a, a really good incumbent and perhaps a superstar number two, so it's hard to. I mean, it doesn't really fit as far as position group, but, you know, if we're including it. Because if you think about edge, you've got a a vet that has a lot of production that is going to be a game in, game out, uh, you know, just a, a, a guy that you could totally depend on in Bothroyd. All right? You've got a, a guy with experience that has incredible athleticism as long as he can stay healthy, uh, probably be your best pass rusher in uh, Trace Ford. Like those two guys, that would be a really good one-two. And you've got depth at both experience with Downs and Grimes who started in an entire season, and you've got youth with tremendous upside in R. Mason Thomas and Adabare. So uh, you got – at least six guys that by the time the season kicks off that you'd feel good rolling with those guys. And that's 
that's really good to have that type yeah. of depth. Safety, the best position group. Safety from the 918. Here's another safety. This one says your mom is the best position group. <laughs> I don't know if yes. that's your mom, my mom, or just both of our moms. Not real sure, but that's oh, what it says. Oh, man, if that doesn't take you back to eighth grade, I don't know what uh, does. Okay, Drake Slinger, when was the last time a defensive position was the best position for OU? Um, I know at least 2009 their best position group was defensive line. Has there been a time since 2009 where that's been the case? Hasn't been very many, if so. Hmm. Yeah, I'd have to think about that one. Are you sure that 2009 your best position group was defensive line? 2009 was pretty nasty at front on the D-line, yeah. That 2009 defense, no one talks about how elite it was because – Sam Bradford got hurt. Jermaine Gresham never played it down, and that's why they only won eight games. But that 0-9 defense was uh, real good. Real but good. here's the thing. If we're talking about, like, you started off the season at quarterback with a Heisman Trophy winner and a future all-time leading passer in the Big 12. Yeah, well, it didn't work out that way that year. <laughs> but sure, yeah, that's going true. into the 0-9 season, I guess you could say, the, the reigning Heisman Trophy winner was probably the best position group on the team. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I, I think there's probably been there's probably been a, a, a year or two, perhaps, maybe not, that you've had a defensive position group be the overall strength of the team. But right now, and I, it's just a perception of things right now because of depth and, you know, you've got savvy vets, Guys that have played a lot of snaps, you've got, uh, you know, good physical traits that, you know, fit like they should. You know, you don't have, you know, like safety's not a position right now where, and I know Bowman's not, he's not 6'3", 195 pounds back there, uh, but, you know, he's, because of how explosive and strong he is, he makes up for a lack of height, which is all it is, is a lack of height, but you know, you have guys that fit what you want at the position physically. And that's that's also why I say edge is, is really high up there too because you've got, you got a couple of different guys that are different molds, but um, you got size, you got length there, all around pretty good. Uh, one more before we get to Coach Bob Stoops next segment. Did we officially change Trace Ford's name to Trace Ford when healthy? Why do we always have to say that when referring to him? It is a, it is a fair point. I don't know if I'll be able to uh, not say that this entire offseason, but it is fair. Well, because I'll tell you why. Because it's been a long time since he's played consistent like, football for a duration without being injured, including the spring. He missed the entire spring. Out of 15 practices, I think he was full go, like, of three of them, maybe. So, that's why. Um, cause is it's is a, his jersey going to say if uh, when healthy on the back this year? <laughs> it's going to have an asterisk next to his name. That's that's just it, right there on the, on the, uh, on the back of the jersey by Ford. No, I mean, because that's the big caveat with him. I mean, that, that's it. So, all right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up, hanging out at Brown O'Haver today. Remember, they've moved locations. I mean, it was a long time ago, but 
uh, people don't have insurance claims every year. They've moved to 1901 Northmore Avenue, Suite 12 in the Northmore Business Plaza. Give them a call, 405-735-5510. Again, if you've experienced a loss of fire, theft, tornado, or water, you need to call Brown O'Haver. They are a public insurance firm that adjusts insurance claims for the insured, not the insurance company. We'll be back. This is your home for Sooner fans. The Ref Sports Radio Network. March means madness, and madness means the smile you've always wanted. At Craig and Straight Orthodontics, we want to see you smile, Oklahoma. It is the rush on the ref. Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman. We get to talk to him every single Tuesday at 3.20. It's Coach Bob Stoops brought to you by Modelo. Playoff edition this week, Saturday night at 6 p.m. ESPN2. It'll be the Arlington Renegades at the Houston Roughnecks in the South Division Championship. First, Coach, uh, congrats on making it to the playoffs. How uh, how are we feeling about the big game coming up on Saturday night? Well, the fact that they've beaten us two times already this season doesn't make you feel great, but, you know, you – you only have to get them once, and this is the one that matters. So hopefully we can play a really good game and uh, not hurt ourselves, and, uh, you know, find a way to win. Should be really cool. Six o'clock on, on Saturday evening, taking on the the Roughnecks again. And at the playoff aspect of it, I think it's going to be really cool, you know, to be in the final four teams and see how it all plays out. Can you tell that the team is – you know, there's a little bit different feeling once you got into playoff football? Yeah, we had a good practice today, and, uh, yeah, the guys realized that. Just kind of learned from some of the mistakes we made last week and play a good, solid game, and you got a chance to win. What do you think, uh, like, one or two biggest keys for winning on Saturday night against this Roughnecks team? Well, the biggest thing, a lot of it's uh run game, who can be more physical and be great against the run who can make the big plays. Third down conversions, fourth downs are always big uh, as well. You know, so a lot of the same things that are always the case. Turnovers always, you know, nine out of ten times make the difference in our league. Well, it's it's going to be a lot of fun watching that, that go down. So uh, good luck to you guys. Now, uh, we had the spring game on Saturday. I know you were there. Got to um, go around see – bunch of different stuff now i think you were you you were definitely there for the uh statue thing on saturday morning you went friday night as well right to kyler still yeah i was there uh for kyler still friday night as well and then uh yeah and then uh saturday i was able to stick around till halftime before i had to go yeah what'd you think man uh kyler still was was great i'm sure it's always oh, they awesome did a great to see all job. The, he, yeah it was wonderful they, they did a great job putting the event on and uh it was fantastic, and Kyler did a great job. There were a bunch of players back around. A uh, bunch of the uh, – everybody was there Friday night except uh, – all former Heisman winners except Steve Owens. But Steve was there uh, for the game Saturday at, 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 at halftime. So it was good to see him. And so it was great that all those guys were around, all the Heisman guys. Well, you, you said that you got to see the first half, and the first half the defense played really, really well. Uh, Peyton Bowen had the interception early on. I thought Reggie Pearson looked good. Um, just defensively as a whole, like what, what were you impressed with with the defensive side that first half? Yeah, I, I thought uh, we had trouble running the ball, which is a positive. The defense was 
controlling the run game for the most part, came up with the big pick. Thought they got some good pressure. I uh, I thought they looked different and better defensively. Yeah. Um able to control the line of scrimmage now they had some offensive line issues some guys been banged up and they were pretty thin there which i think uh helped quite a bit but um you know in that it it was a little bit difficult at least early on to evaluate jackson arnold the the young quarterback did you get a chance to see much of him and, and what'd you think of the young quarterback i thought he looked great you know, the the bits i saw in that first half i loved what i saw with the from a guy who's, you know, missing his last semester of high school. So uh, he looks like he has the tools and all to really do well. If you remember last week, Teddy, uh, Bob was telling us about his trip to Austin that I think he had uh, earlier on that Tuesday. And I read a story about it the next day. And I read something about what Bob's rebuttal to a Texas fan is that tells him, hook him, Uh, hook him. (laughs) Do you know what his rebuttal is when a Texas fan says hook him? I don't. I, I don't. I Bob, can't do you to care to that. tell him what it is? Oh, yeah. I've been saying it a long time. I say we usually do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. I yeah. love it. So, uh, yeah, it's not the first time that's been shouted out to me, and so I'm, I'm, I'm ready for my response. Uh, that's good stuff. Um, I, w- one more question about the, the young quarterback. You know, how do you balance? And I guess sometimes it's always different. But you got a you got a young guy that you feel like is going to be really good, um, not ready to start yet. But how do you approach how much game time you get, like in non conference stuff, and when you have opportunities? Is it you try and get those guys as much time as possible, or uh, can you even plan well, for games, that? You can't plan for it. Games dictate yeah. that. If you you know things get out of hand early it's easy to do it but you know you can't count on that or if you do you're setting yourself up so uh in the end each game you take it as it comes and you want to get them time on the field and you just have to find the right opportunities to do it yeah boy it's uh it's it's going to be interesting watching those two I think they'll battle it out again in the fall, and who knows what may happen. But, I mean, Dylan Gabriel's your guy. Just, I just know how it goes. The fans are going to be wanting to see uh, the young guy anytime something happens. So, just have to see how yeah, they but play. So what? That's what, that's what oh, fans yeah. are supposed to do. <laughs> oh, it's <laughs> that's why they're right. fans. That's, that's right. right. All right, Coach. Good, good luck. stuff. Yeah. Uh, good right, luck guys. Saturday. 6 o'clock, ESPN taking on the Roughnecks. We'll see you, Coach. Appreciate that, guys. Boomer Sooner. There you go. Uh, there you boomer go. Sooner. Do you think a Texas fan that rolls up and yells, hook him, to Bob Stoops, and he uh, says, we we usually do, do you think <laughs> the Texas fan walks away from that saying, oh, I just got owned and there's no possible comeback to that? Or do they think it was the coolest thing ever? That, oh, yeah, 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 that was a really awesome line. There's no comeback, but that's an epic story. Yeah, it's probably, yeah, it's probably a mix of both, right? It's like, well, dang it, that did not go how I planned. Uh, but yeah, it still ended up awesome, right? That's funny, though. I can imagine. So that's I what usually do. That's what Texas fans yell at Bob Stoops. What would uh, OU fans yell at Mac Brown? Would they say, "Let me answer that for Chris"? Is that what the OU yes. fan would yell at Mac Brown? I think that's probably it. I usually, yes. I usually do. Would be his uh, rebuttal back to that. <laughs> uh, that's amazing. Oh my gosh, that's good stuff. 
All right, let's hit a quick timeout. We'll come back. We've got plenty of stuff to get to today. We've actually got a busy day. A lot of things happening out there, transfer portal-wise, some stuff in the news. Quick timeout, hanging out at Brown O'Haver. If you've experienced a loss from fire theft, tornado, or water, you need to call Brown O'Haver. If you've had a loss, they are licensed adjusters that will adjust the claim on your behalf to ensure you're getting the full and fair value of your insurance claim. Brown O'Haver routinely gets clients 30 to 40% more money over the client doing it on their own. So make sure you give them a call, 405-735-5510. This is your home for Sooner fans, the Ref Sports Radio Network. GMC continues. Uh, what does the chicken say? Uh, dog. Cat. Giraffe. Giraffe, really? Giraffe. Uh, giraffe. You're not going to get it all right. Just make sure you nail the big stuff, like making sure your kids are buckled correctly in the right seat for their age and size. Get it right. Visit NHTSA.gov. Slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. My simple solution to the problem was remove people from the scene and help them feel safer. In response to attacks against Asian Americans, Maddie Park raised over $250,000 to donate cab rides to the Asian community. There is so much more work to be done. We really need to come together and tackle this issue as a community. Support the Asian community. Learn how at lovehasnolabels.com. Brought to you by Love Has No Labels and the Ad Council. Things like grass clippings and leaves can contribute harmful levels of nutrients into our surface and drinking water. We must improve water quality at Lake Thunderbird, our main drinking water source, which begins with taking care of our stormwater. Bag your clippings when mowing or leave them to break down and nourish your lawn. We drink our stormwater, so don't blow it by leaving your grass clippings in the street. For more information, visit bit.ly forward slash Norman Stormwater. Hey guys, it's TJ here for my friends over at Joe's Wines and Spirits. When you need the best selection and affordable pricing on your liquor, check them out right here on the east side of Norman. One thing that makes Joe's so great is their monthly specials. Like this month on Basil Hayden Straight Bourbon Whiskey, Cuervo Authentic Margaritas, or Francis Coppola Wines. So when you're heading out to the lake on the weekend, or maybe getting ready to do some outdoor grilling and relaxing, make sure to stop by and see my friends over at Joe's, 1330 East Alameda, and make sure to follow them for their specials on Facebook. Good stuff from Coach Bob Stoops. That segment every single week brought to you by Modelo. Coach Stoops and the Renegades, 6 o'clock on Saturday night playing for the XFL South Division title. And if they win on Saturday night over Houston, they'll be in the uh, XFL title game, which would be uh, which would be really cool. Bit of a trivia question for you here. Uh, can you tell me, because this goes into a, a big mm. college football news item for today. Okay. The last year that Texas started off the season 3-0. and Not a difficult feat time. to start off 3-0. and But when's the last time Texas was able to do it? 2009. 2012, the last 12. time Texas was able to start off 3-0 and in a season, which is just it's still amazing. That is that the year they played BYU? And 
Uh, well, no, because they lost. They would. They lost to BYU a couple of oh, times. They did? One in okay. Provo, and I think one in in Austin as well. But yeah, I saw a Texas writer say that that it's been over ten years since they've started off three and zero, and that's why some Texas fans are saying, okay, it's really exciting that we've got these big non-con games coming uh, coming up. But why are we about to play Michigan and Ohio State in the next several years? When we're moving to the SEC, and we've already had a difficult time getting to the OU Texas game with no losses on our schedule, right? And, I, and to that, I say that is a that is a very fair point. Yeah, wow. Um, how about this? Not only were they three and zero, they were four and zero. Tyler, wow, unbelievable. Beat Wyoming, New Mexico, Ole Miss, and Oklahoma State. I guess the news today is Texas and Michigan have agreed on a location switch from the uh, original contract of their home-and-home announced in 2014. So Texas will go to Alabama this year. In 2024, in their first year in the SEC, they'll go to Michigan. And I believe that was a like a Fox deal, you know, um, because of OU and Texas leaving early. I think that that was some of the inventory that Fox wanted, so I'm sure that's going to be like a big noon game. But Texas this year at Alabama, 24, they're at Michigan plus the SEC schedule. 25, they're at Ohio State plus the SEC schedule. 26, they get Ohio State at home. 27, they get Michigan at home. So, dude, their next three years of the non-con, it's at Bama, at Michigan, at Ohio State. Wow. Now, was was the Ohio State thing, was that just announced or was that a previous? That was a pre, yeah, I think they had scheduled that one previously. Okay. Because I was about to say, are we about to get hit with something like that too? Now that you know we've we've moved to the SEC with Texas, so wow. Um, okay, well the streak will continue. Of, uh, yeah, it's going to be it's, it's going to be about twenty forty five maybe until uh, Texas starts off a season three and zero because they ain't winning at Bama this year. I don't think that they'll be winning at Michigan in twenty four, and we'll see about Ohio Ohio State, but. Even though there's some uncertainty there, they're in a better situation than Texas is. It, it reminds me of something I saw today, and I don't know. It was a Twitter account. I didn't recognize. It wasn't like a 247 or ESPN. It was just a, a Twitter account. And it had, it had kind of what Texas, the prediction on Texas, it had them at 10 and 2. With a floor of nine and three and a ceiling of twelve and zero. Floor of nine and three. Yeah. Wow, that's amazing. Okay, and it wow. had their two losses were Oklahoma and at TCU. So whoever this is has them beating Alabama on the road, but losing to Oklahoma. Okay, losing to Oklahoma and TCU. I will. Uh, huh. It was interesting. <laughs> that, that is – well, I, it is interesting. It'd be the most Texas thing ever, wouldn't it? To go on the road and beat Alabama, their biggest win, and, how, I mean, how long would that, would, would that be? And then they turn around and lose to OU a few weeks later. Well, we need them to turn around and lose to Wyoming because they can't go 3-0. That's true. So <laughs> That's true. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I just – I thought that that was, was interesting. And I'm sure there's a bunch of people – uh, just like that, are going to start picking or at least suggesting, you know, the old, I don't know, I think they got a good shot uh, at beating Alabama since Alabama's spring game uh, maybe didn't go 
as good as people expected, and they're in the yeah, market for because, a quarterback. Because that's a great that's a great way to pick games in the fall, right? <laughs> Bama looked like crap during their spring game. Go ahead and give me Texas uh, plus the uh, six and a half that they're getting right now, and, well, and to win outright. That will happen maybe for the next week or two, and then nobody anywhere is going to remember what happened in anyone's spring game. By the time the fall comes around, no one will be talking about that. But right now, just watch for that prediction uh, floating around in your mentions. Fair point by Patrick. Sark's not going to survive that schedule. Um, I don't know how Texas fans Mm. view him right now, but – that they're going to have Texas might have the most difficult schedule in college football in 24 and in 25 and they better get a lot better really quickly if he is going to survive that well of course he's not going to survive it but Garrett Riley will <laughs> Garrett Riley is going to be the one playing in the horseshoe yeah. that's who it's going to be Garrett Riley is going to be the, the head coach the Riley of Texas. brothers will be the first brother duo to uh, both win a game in the horseshoe against the Buckeyes that's what it. That's what it'll be. Could there be anything worse than watching uh, a USC versus Texas national championship coached by the Riley brothers? No, uh-uh. I mean it was <laughs> it was pretty bad the first time around with USC and Texas, but that it, that is, indeed is worse. That there's no doubt. Um, while Texas is playing that non-conference, check this out. Michigan is now currently scheduled to play 18 consecutive non-conference games at home. I'll repeat that. They are now currently scheduled to play 18 consecutive non-con games at home between 2018 and 2025. Michigan will not play a, a non-conference game away from the Big House between the 2018 opener at Notre Dame and a 2025 Week 2 game at OU. That is amazing. <laughs> they scheduled a bunch of cupcakes every single year at home, three of them, and then the rest of their Big Ten schedule. Dang. Seven years. Seven years uh, in between conference road games or non-con road games. I mean, it's – if you can – if you can um, contain yourself and look at the long term as a Michigan fan, you can probably say, okay, I'm fine with that. That's – it's smart to do that. Let's not stress ourselves too much in the non-conference. Let's play as many as we can at home, winnable games. But in the near term, it's like, you know, I'd like to venture out a little bit and go see what uh, maybe some other schools around Central the country Central Michigan have to and offer. Eastern Michigan just aren't doing it for me anymore. Sorry. Yeah. The Toledo home games just not really moving the needle for sure. Uh, but OU will get Michigan in 25 and 26. Uh, here's, my, here's my question. So since they did the schedule swap uh, between Texas and Michigan, like Texas will go to Michigan next year now yeah. um, instead. So that means, or does that mean, that when it's a non-conference game like that between an SEC school and a Big Ten school, that Fox has the right to those games? Like, Because Big Noon had the Texas-Alabama game last year, right? Yeah. And so I wonder if like ESPN or like whoever will have the rights to the Alabama Texas game this year. Like if the home team, like it, 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 like Michigan will have the rights to that Texas Michigan huh. game in Ann Arbor or Fox will. Yeah, I don't know if they do it with the home team or if that falls into the draft. Don't they pick a bunch of games? I think so. Yeah. 
So I don't know if that's but like of course the, but of course or? Fox is only choosing between Big Twelve, Big Ten, and Pac twelve schools. At least that's how it's been. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. Honestly, I I. I I don't know how that works. I hope that's how that works because OU Michigan at 11 a.m. in Norman on Big Fox, even though we won't have as many 11 a.m. games moving forward, that'll still be quite the bummer. Although I do expect OU Michigan and Ann Arbor to be a big noon 11 a.m. kickoff. Yeah. Yeah. Well, huh. Yeah, that's interesting. I honestly, I don't know. It's it's cool to think about, though. I, I those type of games you would think, especially in the non-conference, would be uh, something you would want in prime time. But uh, we know how, how Fox does it. They've moved everything big to that early window. Text line saying the home team, like the network, gets to, gets to have that game. Yeah. So that's, that makes sense with the, with the schedule swap there. Doug and Norman says, meanwhile, OU schedules Western Carolina, Kent State, Arkansas State, et cetera, et cetera. Got to pay that non-conference schedule. Yeah. Doug, well, are you insisting that OU doesn't schedule up in the non-con like uh, Texas has? I feel like OU's had a pretty good track record the past 20 years with non-con games. Yeah, here's the thing. We, we're supposed to be playing Georgia this year in the non-conference. So we'd be playing the uh, reigning two-time national champion at home in the, in the non-conference this year. I don't think that that is uh, – a cupcake by anyone's standards. So the move to the SEC changed some things up, and, yeah, this year ended up being what it is. But Oklahoma's done pretty good in the non-conference. You you don't want to go crazy, but, you know, they've had some good non-conference games, typically one each year that is, you know, a, a pretty good Power 5 opponent. And it they... doesn't always work out that way because you have to schedule them so far out, but – They've done okay. Wish UT wouldn't do this, says Guy. I really like the Texas hype train to be in full force come Red River Day. Oh, we all know it's it's going to be there regardless. They, they just got to play those other games close and barely lose them, and the the hype will still be high going, going into Dallas. Yeah. Uh, this one says, Doug, how about you shut the hell up? Florida State, <laughs> Alabama, Nebraska, Tennessee, Cincinnati when they were rolling, Notre Dame as well. Yeah, o- OU's done just fine with non-con matchups. Now, some OU's just been unlucky here recently with some of those. UCLA was garbage when they played them. Uh, Nebraska obviously wasn't very good, but like, o- o- OU can only schedule these things out 10 years in advance and hoping that the other team is good, and a couple of those times that hasn't been the case. But they- they've at least put themselves out there for a while right. now. Well, um, I don't know. I, I think that I think the non-conference schedule is going to become less of a less of a thing for us moving forward. If you know, whenever we go to the SEC, whenever our schedule is going to look the way it does, at least for the first you know four or five years, whenever we're playing new people every year at home and on the road, um, you know, there may be a point where you get back to wanting to go to some different places uh, in the non-conference, but. Like, really, I think the big thing for us non-conference-wise has just been because the conference schedule has been so uneventful. That That's a like, really nice way of saying I it. Know. Wow, that was yeah. kind. Okay, all right. Yeah, it's it's been crap. So we've had, like, maybe one game every other year to, to go on the road and see a new place and, 
hopefully have a, a decent football team on the other end of it. So I, I don't think we'll be worrying about that. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up, hanging out at Brown O'Haver. Up here more, um, located between 12th and 27th Street, 405-735-5510. If you've experienced the loss from fire, theft, tornado, water, you need to call Brown O'Haver. They uh, work public insurance. They're a public insurance firm that adjusts insurance claims for the insured, not the insurance company, and routinely get clients 30 to 40% more money other than the client doing it on their own. All right, stay tuned. We'll close up hour number one next. Talking Sooner football is what we do. 67 16. Cavens Group bringing you this hour of the rush. Check them out, cavensgroup.com, especially if you have an emergency repair. That's cavensgroup.com. Special guest this segment, we have John Whitson of Brown O'Haver and the Boomer Bevo podcast. Uh, we'll be telling you about Brown O'Haver as the show rolls on today. John, um, I, I do want to ask you a, a quick football question before we get into the business side. As the OU host on an OU Texas podcast, how do you feel about OU getting a former Texas wide receiver in the transfer portal yesterday? <laughs> well, it's weird, right? It's kind of it's kind of an icky mixed feeling. It's the same way I felt when we got Trace Ford from Oklahoma State. Like you're happy to get the talent, but it just kind of feels weird that this is the precedent we're setting because the minute an Oklahoma player goes to Texas or Oklahoma State, I mean, you're going to want to like I, I don't even want to think about it. Right. So I'm excited to get the talent. The speed is undeniable, but it's like, is it is it is it leftovers? Is it a guy that couldn't get a starting spot at Texas? What does that mean? What are we going to hear about? Is it somebody they just want? So the, I think it's fair to say my feelings are mixed, and I bet a lot of Oklahoma's fans' feelings are mixed. I mean, I just it's just a weird feeling right now. I think your feelings are mixed until. You see him uh, do something that proves he hates them as much as we do. Absolutely. <laughs> right? yeah. Absolutely. That's really what it's all about. Like and maybe if he's the first guy to score in the game in two years, well, we could take that too. You know what I mean? Throws the horns down or something. like that's, I think that's probably uh, whenever you, you become okay with it. Well, so tell me what's been going on around here. You guys aren't busy or anything, are you? Man, we're slammed, Teddy. It's, <laughs> you know, we this the storm season – has been relatively quiet the last three or four years. Yeah. There's been some spots. Seminole got hit a little bit, Idabel. But in the Metro, it's been, you know, a pretty calm kind of period of time for four or five years. That has been turned on its head, obviously, in the last two months, starting with the Norman Tornadoes at the end of February, and then obviously last week and Cole and Shawnee and all the points in between. It's, it's just been nuts. And so if folks are out there, we're Brown O'Haver. We work for the insured, not the insurance company. It's our goal to get you paid more money on your insurance claim than you would on your own. And, and equally as important to do it more quickly, to get that money in your hands so you can start making decisions, start rebuilding your life. We've been in business since 2006. We've been through the more tornadoes of 2013, 2015. We've had well over... I don't know, 500 tornado claims. So we know how to handle tornado claims. We know what the insurance company is looking for. We know what they're not looking for. We know how to get folks paid, maximize their policy. Give us a call. Even if even if things are going well, just give us a call to check in and say, hey, here's what's going on. Is this the right? Should I be expecting anything more? We'll tell you. Right. Like, 
we are really busy right now. So unless you really want to hire us, that's fine. But we will tell you what's going on, how we can help, or, hey, everything's going the right way. Call us in three months. Yeah. You know, we, we'll do that because you can hire us at any point along the way in your claim, whether it's today or a year from now. Give us a call, and, and we'll just kind of keep you, uh, keep you informed of what's going on with your claim. All right. What's the biggest mistake you see from the public whenever it comes to handling an insurance claim? Is it just flat out taking the first check that's handed to them? No. No, okay. that's not the problem. Okay. Because that taking a check is never a bad thing. It's a misconception like you've like you've settled the claim or gotcha. that and so we even have to tell our own clients, take the check. Like put it in the bank. If you feel weird about spending it, that's fine, but take the check. So no, that is not the mistake. The the biggest mistake, especially early on, and I'm talking to all of you tornado claims out there, don't let them box up and take your contents. Because here's what they're going to do, Teddy. A, a truck is going to show up and they're going to say, hey, we need to get these contents out of here because they're only going to get damaged more or whatever the case may be. Let us, we'll box them up. We'll take them off site and we'll store them until we're until you're ready to decide what to do with them. And don't worry, your insurance pays for all of that. What they mean is you pay for all of that out of your insurance claim. So they're going to box up clothes that you don't wear anymore, stuff that your kids have outgrown, stuff that's gross that you don't want to save anyway. You don't have to store that stuff. You can get paid for all of those items whether it's because they're totally damaged or whether they need to be cleaned. And we're talking thirty, forty, fifty thousand dollars $50,000 versus letting somebody store those items. Don't let them store them. Get paid the cash. We can show you how to do it. It's very real money, there and it's a go. very real issue. No, I like that. That's awesome. 405-735-5510. Give Brown O'Haver a call. Again, typically or routinely get clients 30 to 40 percent more money than when the client goes about it on their own we'll be back with more stay tuned